Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. Hi there, broadcasting live from our palatial studios here in Dri- well, kind of Tripping Springs, Texas. This is One Radio, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a Tuesday morning, the 20th of September. Tomorrow, Adam Bergstrom, 2.0. He's going to be here. Adam Bergstrom tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock. Next Monday, the 4th. Monday will bring us to Dr. Jennifer Daniels, one of our more popular guests. Well, they're all popular. Dr. Ray Pete was not able to be on yesterday. They're doing some kind of mandatory crazy burns up in Oregon, and he got kind of smoked out and uh, could barely talk, and his lungs wasn't good, uh, so he had to uh, go on the bench for yesterday, but I emailed him, and uh, if he gets going in the next few weeks, we're going to go ahead and, and we'll sneak him in so we don't have to wait till mid-October to have him on on his regular show of the third Monday, Dr. Ray Pete. Um, very interesting fellow. Uh, we have a, a, a friend of mine who I've been working with, and he's provided me with some very interesting products that we'll talk about, especially when it comes to filtering my rainwater and my rainwater again under the sink. His name is Rafi Decilian, Decilian, and um, he's a nice man. He's really geeky when it comes to doing this stuff, and we're going to find out why, how he does that and uh, why he does it, and we're going to say hi to him right now. Mr. Rafi, uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Patrick. You're looking great. Good morning. There. You're looking great there. Look at you. Nice and healthy and everything. Well, it's, it's all the sun in Texas. <laughs> That's right. It's been sunny. What nationality is Distillian? Distillian. Armenian. Armenian. Ah. Were yeah. you born there? No, I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, but we've been in America since my early childhood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And your, your mm-hmm. upbringing and... Uh, original work that brought you into doing natural healing things? What did you do? A lot of my background has been biodynamic farming. Huh. So that's been a big part of my life the last 40 some years now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I got into water because of uh, Rudolf Steiner's works, uh, the flow technology, and then Schauberger, hmm. more filtration. So around year 2000, I started building water vessels. Hmm. Um, we were building what's called a living egg. Yeah. I think we were probably the first. Targets. I've seen that. And that's where you ceramic. store water in this egg so it circulates. Do you have those? Do you sell those? Yeah. Well, we used to. We stopped about 14 years ago. Really? And one lesson I've learned, never stop something because <laughs> right. you'll never start it again. Right. We thought we were going to stop and improve, and we've been improving ever since. Interesting. Uh, so, Rafi, uh, tell the, me, what did you learn from uh, Schellberger and uh, Steiner about water that got you so interested? Now, of course, water filters are just a small part of your huge product line that on our microorganics, but... Uh, the, the water filters are a big deal. What, what did these fellows have, Rafi, that really got you keen on creating the filters that work? Well, the, the concept that water can actually die and can be brought back to life was uh, something that really captured my attention from very early time. Hmm. And that's why I, got, I started building the egg vessels which were used in history for thousands of years, only when refrigeration became a reality in just the last two generations, we saw uh, these vessels not being utilized any longer. Hmm. Um, They're not difficult to build, uh, but but there's, there's, there's a lot of detail, just like anything else. The concept is to mimic what water does underground in this journey as it's coming back to life. And uh, these vessels uh, actually worked. 
And if you did all the right things, you could bring the water temperature even down in the mid to lower 40s. Just sitting the in the vessel. Because there it was just no refrigeration. In, it would just sit in yes, the vessel. Yes, uh, yeah, and, and, and the temperature would, would decrease. Interesting. Hmm. The, the key is that there has to be wind, so you can't have it in an office or in indoors. It mm -hmm. has to be in a balcony. Mm. And the ceramic has to be non-glazed. It has to be porous so it can breathe. Wow. That breathing is critical. Wow. Because once you have moisture and wind, uh, it, it tends to chill. And within an hour, the temperature would drop. Hmm. Now, the, the reason the temperature is critical, water is at its optimum at 49.2. That's its densest point. Hmm. I don't think we could ever get it down to 40, uh, 39.2, I'm sorry. Um, four Celsius is the key number. That's the densest point for water which is the reason refrigerators are always around 40 because uh, at that point the water is as its densest and it's the healthiest hmm. and it is able to penetrate the cells and hydrate better wow. so these are things you need to do once you filter your water now again because in the past they had no refrigeration they had to chill the water hence the vessel and the uniqueness of the, the, this vessel, besides it being a ceramic and non-glazed, is the shape. The shape uh, of the egg allowed it to vortex inside. And, and the, the, the very interesting uh, magical concept uh, of an egg, the inside of the periphery inside the egg mm -hmm. would would always be colder than the water in the middle. And the difference in that temperature and the shape of the egg would create the movement inside. Wow. And that is critical because if water doesn't chill and doesn't move, it will eventually fall asleep. And if enough conditions are there, it will die. So to bring water back to life, the concept was to have to, to have soil bacteria, minerals, carbons, and then you need the physical uh, requirements, which is cold, it needs to stay in darkness, it would need to breathe, and um, hmm. it would need time. Uh, to, to cool down and to and, circulate. And then you have to wait about eight hours. And to come alive. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, I had one of those eggs years ago. I don't ever know what happened to it. I think oh. I, I think I broke. But um, so, um, so why'd you stop making those? You had that, one that, of the eggs. Uh, yeah, not, I don't know about yours. Yeah. I bought one years ago, twenty years ago. So why did you stop making yeah, those? Yeah. Uh, you should go make those again. Well, <laughs> I used to. I was mainly selling them to Gabriel Cousins and David uh, Wolf. Yeah, names that were really big mm -hmm. uh, 10, 20 years ago, and they're both good friends of mine. Um, what happens with the, these eggs, because they're not glazed, if they're not maintained properly, they get quite moldy. Yeah. They don't get, they're not very pretty at that point. And I realized people were not maintaining them, I which is, a, is, a, uh, is, is dangerous, because ah. you're not drinking water that could be moldy. Hmm. Uh, and so I stopped, uh, but then I never began again. I think it's a good project for a nonprofit, uh, a church or something, and I'd be happy to teach them how to build it. Yeah. We were making them in Mexico. Interesting. Uh, and they were doing a beautiful job. That's yeah. when I, that's when uh, I first found next. out about it was from David Wolf years ago. So that's what's probably. Well, that's it. Yeah, that was it. It could have been your egg David that Wolf I had. was buying. Yeah, yeah. it could have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And at the time, we were selling them $40, and yeah. I was just selling them for 100 Now they're five, $600, I hear. Really? It's amazing. Wow. wow. Yeah. Inflation and time for you. Yeah. So for our listeners, yeah. uh, I, I, just for fun before we move on, if our listeners wanted to look at one of these things on somewhere, they would make sure the inside is not glazed. Is that the big deal, that it's not glazed? Well, they're usually not. They know what they're doing. Okay. They wouldn't glaze them. Uh, okay. They, otherwise, they're just ornamental. Uh, they have no value. 
Because once it's glazed, it's no different than a glass mm-hmm. uh, or stainless steel. It mm-hmm. has no real value at that point. Right. It, the, the, the other thing that's important is the, the heavy metals. Are, uh, they, they have to be made with material that's very low in heavy metals. Gotcha. You can't be zero lead, but it needs to be uh, clay that's used that's not ornamental. It's used for human consumption right. because you're going to... Uh, store your water in there for long periods of time. So, you, so those are the things you want. Yeah, you must have really studied then Steiner and Schauberger uh, a lot to learn all this stuff. I mean, did you spend a lot of time researching all this stuff? Every day. Every day. Still do. Still do. Every day. And really? I, wow. I teach theology and philosophy. That's my real passion. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Every day. Wow. That's yeah, and it's not just Steiner. I study. Uh, anything I can get my hands on in the field of theology and philosophy. Yeah. Mythology. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite stuff too, yeah. Rafi. Rafi, uh, yeah, I, know you. I really, really enjoy, you know, the whole idea of why we're here and who we are and what it's all about. I mean, that's the fun stuff, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, you could drink the best water in the world and <laughs> right. the best supplements, but there's still more out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's, we're not thinking clearly, it's not. Uh, Rafi, uh, d- let me do it again. Decillion, Decillion, I got it right, Decillion, Decillion, yeah, Decillion oh. is with us. If you'd like to ask a question about water or something else, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. You can also call 888-663-6386. Uh, email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We're live here on Tuesday. So... Uh, we're going to talk about your filtering systems. I own two of yours. So, obviously, we're okay drinking this water that's just been filtered without being put in an egg. Otherwise, we'd all be sick, and we're not. So, we're, it's not the best, but we're okay, right? Well, if you can, what I would suggest is to put the filtered water or spring water, any water that you're drinking, in the refrigerator. Huh. I know some will question that. Mm-hmm. The refrigerator gives you the same parameters that you get with the egg. It's cold and it's dark. Hmm. And you don't have to create circulation because it's already cold and dark. Um, the reason being, hot water is, is if, if you uh, bathe in hot springs, what's really happening is your body's detoxing into the water. Into the so water. So soon after you need into the water, you're releasing toxins in the water. Okay. And which is why you're usually quite weak if you stay in hot water for very long periods of time. Yeah. Which is not advisable. Uh, but then you can sit in cold water. And in cold water, we can actually put minerals and other elements, and sometimes even... Uh, very potent elements that you wouldn't be able to consume, but you can put them in the cold water and the body will absorb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's an example. So why are we drinking water? We drink water to hydrate, hydrate the cells. To hydrate the cells, you need the water to be close to 40 as possible because that is its densest point. Okay. If it gets colder than 39, then it starts to freeze. That's not good either. So you want it to be right around its densest point. Now, for water, that is the temperature. Different aqueous liquids have different points uh, that they're, they're at their peak. Water hmm. tends to be right around for Celsius, 39.2 Fahrenheit. Hmm. Now, um, if you want to drink hot water, I would suggest do it maybe 15-20% of your daily water intake, maybe more if you're detoxing. But you can't detox all the time. Detoxing is good, but you have to hydrate the cells. If you constantly detox, you can hurt yourself and feel very weak in no time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like anything else in life, uh, you have to balance. You can't be drinking alkaline water all day long. It's right. very good for you, mm-hmm. but it's not what is recommended. Vinegar and uh, lemon juice are great for you, but you don't want to drink all day. So low pH and high pH are both supplements mm-hmm. taken in very small amounts. 
The problem is high pH water doesn't taste bad, so you assume it's harmless. But it is just as potent and even sometimes even more harmful than a low pH lemon juice. Really? You can't drink high pH water all day long. Yeah. But uh, so there's that balance between the two, which is what we want with cold water. And what you can do is you can put the cold water in your mouth for a few seconds and let it warm up a little bit. People who have sensitive stomachs, sensitive esophagus, I would suggest maybe even taking water out of the refrigerator a little bit, yeah, let it rise up to the 50s. Because you don't want to shock the system, especially there are people that are very sensitive and it could do them more harm than good. So mm -hmm. there's always exceptions. Yeah, uh, With the Schauberger work, uh, and David Wolf used to talk about it years ago, and Daniel Vitalis, you know, the spring water coming out of the ground cold is kind of like the best. So, so that temperature, if you had to wave a magic wand and buy some land, you'd look for water at about 40 degrees coming out of the ground? Yes, underground water is always 39.2, and there's a reason for that. Yes. What's the reason? Yes. What's uh, the reason? Well, that's, that's na well, it's because this is densest point. Because if water got, because water stays healthy at 39.2. Ah, ah. If water underground was 60, 70, now unless it's over 104, then the heat will, uh, will keep it from developing uh, pathogens. But if it's a uh, lukewarm water, you will have problems in yeah. all the waters around underground in our in our in our planet. So yeah, uh, there's a the reason being is pathogens. The re we refrigerate because we don't want pathogen issues. Yeah, yeah. So that's why um, refrigerate. So let's start with the water filter and, and let's start with the the idea of doing the whole house and then we'll work our way forward towards the sink, okay? Just for fun. Because, so, if somebody lives in a home or, mm, let's see, in, let's just say a home, and they wanted to do the whole house, are there many options that you sell on Omica to do a whole house system? Are there lots of different options? Well, there's, the options are what cartridges we use. Okay. And we can, depending if you have fluoride in your city water, which is becoming more common, unfortunately. Um, if you are on well water, mm -hmm. you normally don't have chlorine issues. So we don't have chlorine and fluoride. In your case, you have rainwater. You don't have the problems of well water because well water, we have hardness. Mm. Here in Texas, water is hard. Yeah. It's a huge problem. Yeah. So uh, we can change the cartridges any way you want, but the base format is three cartridges, four and a half by 20, and then we have a fourth cartridge if you have hard water. Now, the reason I like this system, um, we have worked with uh, 50, 60 inch huge tanks. Yeah. Uh, I very quickly realized they are not what I want to install First, they're very, very expensive. And uh, on the face of it, it makes a lot of sense. So if you have a four and a half by 20 cartridge, you have three of them, mm -hmm. you have so much media. Now you can multiply that by 10 times. Okay, so now mathematics tells us it should be good enough for 10 years. But I don't think it should. I don't think one should keep those units uh, for 10 years because I've opened a few of them after four years, five years, six years, even three years, it looks like a huge goo inside. Really? Wow. Because when water sits for a long time, as I mentioned, if water sits with lukewarm temperatures underground, we'd have the same problem. Uh, even if you don't use a filter, and which is even worse sometimes, if water just sits, it ages. Mm -hmm. So for water to, to sit in a media like this for two, three, four years, I question the wisdom there because uh, and people want to keep it 10 years because they just spent so many thousands of dollars, but uh, I don't suggest it. Mm -hmm. so, so the main thing is if you're going to get a big system, you can get a maybe three-footer, but not a six-footer. Right. So the main, the main differences would be the, the cartridges, and that depends on what's in the water. 
I understand you, correct? What's correct? What, and then when it's small the cartridges like this, you can change them at, at sure. uh, uh, you can change them at will. Uh, whereas a big tank, you can't. You're stuck with it for ten years. The small tank, even the homeowner that's that's not even a plumber, uh, but we don't suggest it. But uh, the installation should be a plumber. But the changing the cartridges should should be fairly simple. Um, so that's that's a huge advantage. Because uh, sometimes you can change cartridge number one more often than two and three. So you can even do that. You can't do that with a big tank. What kind of materials that you use that are different from most people that really get gets almost everything out, everything that you can out? What do you put in those filters? Well, uh, uh, you know, in the health industry, we've always learned when you're trying to take care of one problem, you can create another problem if you're not careful. What is an extract uh, extracted with? And very often they use petroleum solvents uh, that can do just as much damage as a pharmaceutical sometimes. So in this case, uh, and I initially when I started about 12 years ago, I didn't know the details in this industry. I knew all the esoterics, but in time I've learned what the industry uses and what choices we have. And normally in a, any filtration system, three compartment, two compartment, you're going to find the first cartridge is usually always what's called a sediment cartridge, mm -hmm. which is really there to catch big particles. Well, if you research, you'll see everyone uses either woven or just one big block. Yeah. And they even call it woven cotton. So I was uh, really interested to use this because it's cotton. So it must be safer than plastics. Well, unfortunately, I... If they don't give you uh, uh, details when you buy these filters, but if you research it from the manufacturers, you'll find the material is PP, which is polypropylene, uh -huh. which is a, a plastic resin. Um, now, plastic is not uh, something I attack. The housings that we house the filters are, are plastic. plastic yeah. But... Uh, the difference here in the in the first cartridge, uh, it's it's woven or even one block. The water has to go through it, and it passes through one micron, five micron, ten micron, depending what you choose. But they're very very small openings. So you're pressing the water through this very fine openings, and in homeopathy, that's what we do. We 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 create a vortex and we pressurize the water to touch the element. Hmm. In this case, a plastic resin is now picking up the vibration of the plastic, uh, which doesn't make me uh, very happy. Uh, <laughs> now, if there's nothing else, I would say fine, but the reason no one does, use, uh, no, uh, no manufacturer uses anything else, the polypropylene cartridge, number one, you could probably buy one for literally. I can buy one for around five, six dollars and sell it for seven, eight dollars. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's worth less than ten dollars. Very cheap. What I fill it with is coconut carbon for first cartridge, and I always like to start it with uh, zinc and copper. Huh? The zinc and copper helps with pathogens, uh, helps with heavy metals, and it helps the carbons last longer. Uh, the competition is going to uh, take notes on these. Yeah, that's all right. So you have uh, zinc and copper uh, and and uh, zinc and copper, and which maybe is coconut. KDF, basically. Yeah. Okay. And that's your first one. That's what they call a sediment to get out the big stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I even use similar media in the others very often, depending what we're dealing with. But uh, uh, carbon, uh, again, car even carbon. There are many different carbons. Of around the world and every coconut carbon is different even in a country you can have different coconut carbons from different regions and they make a huge difference what region of coconut you use really uh, wow. i've learned and i found an incredible coconut carbon about eight or nine years ago uh, from sri lanka sri lanka happens to be the champagne of 
uh, coconut carbon, it's the best <laughs> and the most expensive. And uh, if I was consuming carbon, I would want it to, to be a carbon from Sri Lanka. Now, the other problem with carbons, if I buy carbon from brokers, let's say in America, they're usually always acid washed. The acid washing uh, makes sure that there is no dust in the carbon, which is a nice thing, but then you look at it, what is the acid? And is the acid now penetrating the carbon? So now you have uh, co coconut carbon that's embedded with this acid. Hmm. Again, it's a fine detail, but why should we? If we're sp spending this much money and we're concerned about the quality of the water, I want to get the best carbon that is not washed with acid, which uh, you cannot buy from brokers in America because everybody acid washes because uh -huh. that's what the industry expects. Mm -hmm. and that's what the industry buys, acid wash carbon. So uh, normally then the second cartridge uh, would be a coconut carbon block. Unless you're dealing with fluoride, we would then have cartridge number two, uh, activated alumina or bone char. Hmm. Then the third cartridge would be carbon again, and it's usually a carbon block. So it's a whole system that you figured out over carbon the years on how to really work, work it, right? Well, I mean, uh, there, there's no rocket science. There's only so many things we can use. Yeah. The key is... Uh, the details. Yeah. Uh, to make a carbon block, you have to take the carbon powder and then compact it into a block, into a brick. Well, how do you do that? You do that by using glue. Hmm. It's a resinous glue made from petroleum. Again, uh, the detail, if we don't look into it, and how many people even think about what's used to yeah. make a carbon block. Who would think Nobody of that? They say, I got a carbon it. filter. It's good, right? Who, most people. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Wow. And the detail is what's critical. And I can buy carbon blocks very inexpensively uh, from brokers in America or Asia very cheaply. It costs a lot more to import carbon from Sri Lanka and then compact it manually into the cartridge. That's a lot more expensive than buying carbon block. Yeah. Less than and one quarter the price. Interesting. Yeah, and actually even more. But uh, here's an example of a detail that no one knows. Uh, we don't, I mean, we, have to, we mention what we use, but we don't go into detail on our website. So sure, I'm sure. glad we're doing this, yeah. no, this interview. Is, so people this is great. So, so by the way, this the first interview I've done in six, seven years. Yeah, I, I don't know. do I, interviews. It, trust me, folks, I had a hard time getting him to do this one. He didn't want to do it for years. And he kept saying, no, I don't want to do that. But he finally, I finally talked him into it. So over the years, or let's just say we take a three or four filter system in a whole house for a home, uh, you know, and over a year or two, then the... The pollutants in the city water, mostly, if, if we're talking about a home, do they just stack into those that carbon and everything? That they stay in there, and that's why you have to change the filter. They just get dirty. That's why you have to They change. just get essentially dirty. Yes. They get dirty. Well, correct. Yeah, uh, and got that's you, why right? you don't want a big tank. Uh, that's why you don't want a big tank, because if you have a big tank, even though you have 10 times more carbon in there, once the dirt is in there, the dirt itself can develop patterns. Oh, by tank, you're talking about, excuse tank. me, the size of the filter. The big tank. Yeah, okay. The 60-inch tanks that are out there, the 50-inch tanks. You don't need so that. You, yeah. you want yeah, to, sometimes, uh, depending how bad the water is, there are certain areas in the U.S. I, I don't understand what's going on. They have to change cartridge number one every three months. Wow. It's unheard of. Uh, Wow. Otherwise, all their cartridges are useless after six months. So by changing every three months in this community, uh, they're able to uh, enhance the life of their cartridges, number two and three. 
Um, but normally we say once a year, change all three. Uh, sometimes you can change cartridge number one every six months. That way, cartridge number two and three could last a year and a half. Interesting. So there, it, it yeah. really depends. It depends how much hardness is in the water. Uh, if there's chlorine in the water, uh, that actually means your system is going to last longer, ironically, because the chlorine will keep the pathogens at bay. Mm -hmm. So in your case, since you have rainwater uh, or well water, you have to be more careful uh, because at any given time, you can have pathogens in your water. Sure. That's why you need a, uh, you need a good UV light yes. uh, before the system and zinc and copper and then the carbons. So the, these will help with organic problems that can happen in the water, uh, which are the pathogens. That's what we do downstairs and, is uh, the two big filters, right? I got the two big ones, the big blue ones. Yes. And then upstairs, yes. we have um, three. So we're, we're going through five filters by the time I drink it. That's pretty good, right? And an ultraviolet light. It is. Yeah. It is, but I wouldn't recommend the system for somebody on city water. What we did for you right. is it's very different special. Because, because there's a lot of stuff in city water, rainwater. right? Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, we can get rid of a lot of things, but we can't guarantee with the system I have for you, if you had fluoride or chlorine, you don't know. And I could put elements in there, but with this system, with this system, I wouldn't drink it uh, if you had fluoride or chlorine. Right. You would, but wouldn't because do you don't, then you're good. So there's a whole lot different material used if uh, folks are in the city than the system that I have because you got to get rid of the fluoride and the chlorine. Is that just different materials in the filters, Rafi? Correct, correct. And, and again, if you go through a whole house filter, um, remember, you're going through a one-inch line. Mm -hmm. uh, even in a, a city water, when we have all these cartridges, uh, you still can't drink the water because you need to bring it down to quarter inch and a sophisticated RO system to really guarantee that there's no more fluoride and chlorine. If there is, it's non-detectable. Mm -hmm. um, then you can drink the water. Otherwise, um, because you know, the notion that a big filter like this, a whole house uh, should be good enough to drink uh, is not a good philosophy no. No. Uh, because the water is going through very fast there's not enough contact time with the medium now yeah and I, very often i talk people out of the whole house system do you because um hmm. uh first uh, uh if you're renting you can't put a whole house yeah because you, you can't install something like this first you have to have permission then you can't take it out so you spend all this money you can't take out yes, the system right. uh, so i normally recommend spend your money on point of use filters um, those are portable you can take with you and port of use uh, port of use filters you can actually uh, you're working with quarter inch with a drinking filter and shower filter is half inch so you have much lower water so you can do a lot better filtration exactly so under the sink, um, and for most people, is it a reverse osmosis system, like, right, a reverse osmosis, or, or not? If you're in a city water, I would not recommend what I set up for you. Again, oh, okay. I would recommend a reverse osmosis. Reverse osmosis. Now, the reverse osmosis systems in the marketplace, again, there's a lot of little details that we have to look at. Yeah. Uh, uh, we talked about cartridge number one. It's always going to be polypropylene. Uh, I like to have three cartridges before the main RO membrane. Normally, you'll get one or two, but I like three because that the key is to help the longevity of cartridge number four and cartridge number five. Wow. And then number six, uh, we call it polishing. It brings life back and, and the flavor back to water. Very often, what you use there, one of the key ingredients there is the carbon. So the Sri Lankan carbon really helps the taste no of kidding. the water. So, excuse but, me a second. Um, uh, so, I just want to understand, so people understand. So, in a reverse osmosis system that you set up in this under the sink, do you have six cartridges? Yes. Wow. Wow. There's six cartridges. Well, you don't take uh, any prisoners, do yeah, you? Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty hardcore. Well, after the cartridge number four, which is the RO system, I have one system here I can show you. Okay. Um, uh, then we want to bring 
Uh, we want to reintroduce minerals, and also our own system lowers the pH by about one and a half. So we want to bring it up around two. So, so we're just a little alkaline, which is what you should be. Wow. Uh, but cartridge number five is the most complicated cartridge. Hmm. And that's, that's the one that took years to get it just right. <laughs> Good for you. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the most delicate cartridge. Wow. And the most expensive, really more expensive than the RO is cartridge number five. Number five. And then uh, again, number six, uh, it helps bring uh, the water activity back to the flavor of the water. So if you want to test for the, the TDS, the total dissolved solids in the water, yes, sir. I always suggest open the unit and test it after cartridge number four. Because if you test it and exit You're putting point, minerals in there, right? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, so it happens all the time because now a lot of our, especially our clients are, tend to be more uh, educated and they'll buy these gadgets and test things. Sometimes they get more confused than not. Sure, sure. In this case, you want to test after number four, not after number six. So when you put minerals yeah. in Rafi, how, how can you put minerals in that are absorbed in the body? Well, as an example, we put uh, coral calcium, and I have a coral, very, very good Oh, coral calcium, oh. Uh, Instead of using regular calcium, because I, I'm a big believer in coral calcium. Uh, so you want to have uh, minerals that don't do the harm that uh, hard water minerals do. Because hardness, uh, just like they clog up your pipes, they will cause harm to our arteries. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why uh, you don't want to drink a well water, especially in southern Texas. In Texas, woo, yeah. Very, very hard. Yeah. And you will definitely shorten your life drinking this water. Yeah. Uh, bathing with it is not comfortable, but I don't think it does as much damage as drinking it. Hmm. So yeah, everybody here has a water softener, which is a real problem. I'm not a... Um, They're a mess, aren't I'm they? I'm not a fan of water yeah. softeners. They're really a mess, yeah, aren't they? Everywhere. Yeah. Wow. It's very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Uh, but again, I'm going to share something with you, and I think this this interview will be the first time this been mentioned on the internet. Uh, what is the sh the shell of the bead of a water softener made out of? Now we all know there's salt in the small tank, mm -hmm. but what are the beads made out of? And I learned this because I was interested in uh, selling water softeners myself. And as I'm doing research, um, I found the manufacturer of these beads, and he mentioned DVB, and I didn't think much of it. And then he explained to me what DVB stands for, which is divinyl benzene. Oh, good. Uh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's... Uh, and I asked more, and I looked into it. He explained it's a clear uh, liquid uh, that is processed from crude oil. Wow. And it's quite... Uh, so your water now is touching this. Again, it's being pressed through it. And, and then this, that doesn't make me happy. I don't yeah. want a divinyl benzene, uh, my water sitting in divinyl benzene. But it's ironic because water softeners work really well. Uh, there's nothing else that can work as well as water softener, but uh, I don't I don't like divinyl benzene. It's more expensive, the units. There's a lot of service, but the reason I don't use it is the DVB. Yes, sir. So the question is, what can you do? Because if you don't use a water softener, uh, you will clog up your pipes. And communities like this, they'll have to change their whole piping. In 15 years, you have to change everything. It's very, very now, expensive. Rafi, then we have listeners all over the world, as you know, Australia, Canada, and certainly Texas, everywhere in the United States, and people who are on wells. So what kind of options do they have if they want to keep using their wells but not use a water softener? Can they get the water to a low enough TDS so it doesn't clog their arteries without a water softener? Well, it's, well, yes, can you it? can. And uh, uh, there is a media you, uh, that we buy from Germany 
the same media is also produced in America. I prefer the version from Germany. It's a bit more expensive. Uh, it's uh, it's a, it's called anti-scale, anti -scale. which is not a softener uh, in the sense that you may still see particles on your spigots. And I've had customers call and I tell them, just wipe it. Does it wipe? Yes, it does. Well, if it was uh, the line buildup without the anti-scale, you wouldn't be able to wipe it. You have to scrub it. It'd be hard. Yeah. It'd be so hard. what is the anti-scale doing is it changes the structure of the water. So the calcium and potassium are not sticking to, and, and even your pipes, even if you have pipes that already have problems, the anti-scale will help clear the pipes hmm. because it changes the structure of the water. So uh, it won't work as good as a water softener, but it does the job. And what, what the problem with an anti-scale, unfortunately, uh, is it won't last more than a month unless you have filters, pre-filters, before the anti-scale. Otherwise, it'll last you two years, maybe even two and a half, three years. But it doesn't like heavy metals. It doesn't like chlorine. It doesn't like fluoride. It, it is very sensitive. So you have to have a filter system before cartridge number four. Wow. And I always put a, a shutoff before, when we first installed the whole house, I tell my clients, don't use cartridge number four for about two, three days so we can get rid of all the carbon. Remember, I'm not using carbon that's been washed. Hmm. So when you turn on the water with any of my filters, you're gonna see a lot of black debris coming out. It's just carbon powder. But we don't want that going to cartridge number four because, again, even the carbon powder could age cartridge number four, which is, in this case, our, our anti-scale. So uh, uh, that's what I would recommend, a three-compartment system uh, and then uh, anti-scale. And if you're in New Zealand somewhere far, uh, you should be able to find these cartridges in your country. You should be able to put one of these systems. because It gets expensive shipping huge systems all the way from here oh, yeah. to New Zealand, Australia, whatever. You know, this is the whole house system that I have. Uh, if you know what you're doing, you should be able to put one together yourself in your own country. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to mislead people because it gets expensive. Shipping sure. to, uh, is very expensive. On, on the well water, yeah. uh, in general, what can you get the TDS down to? Um, can you get it down to a reasonable level? And what to you is a reasonable level to drink? 30, 40, 50 in that range? TDS? Well, it depends. You can have a higher TDS than that. It depends what it is. Okay. Uh, but again, uh, uh, filtration by itself is not going to get rid of. Uh, I mean, if it's really hard, hard water, uh, you, you have to, again, afterwards have it. You have to have a drinking filter. Uh, the whole house filter, as in your case, right. is not sufficient. Then you got to have uh, one under the then sink. Need right. to, yeah. You need to have a quarter inch mm -hmm. filtration. Otherwise, uh, a whole house is not going to lower the TDS or any of the contaminants to the point where you can, uh, you would want to drink them. You can, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, you still need a, a quarter inch uh, filtration system. What we set up for you, I think, was a three compartment, wasn't it? Yeah, we have three compartments uh, under the sink. That's right, three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, great, but I only recommend that for rainwater and well water, not, not for city Because water. of the fluoride and the chlorine. If you have fluoride. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So let me go back to uh, to the uh, RO system. Here's an RO okay. system that I initially put together. This is one of our early units. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was produced about five and a half years ago. So this is an RO system, yet it takes up uh, one, one third the space of a regular RO system because the cartridges inside are not in individual housings. They're uh, all of them are in one box. So what this does, it, it allows us to, uh, first we save a lot of space with this system. But um, what's more important here is this material. This is a non-porous plastic. Oh. Because when you have the individual housing plastic around each one of these, besides all the space, 
that's a porous plastic that uh, in time can incubate pathogens. Hmm. And many people keep their filters for five, 10 years because they spent a lot of money for them, sometimes more than they really needed to. So they can't afford to change the housings. They change the cartridges, but the housing's still there for four, five, 10 years. And unfortunately, depending on conditions, especially if you're in the Southern States in America, you have a lot of humidity and you have darkness and you have moisture very often under the sink. That's the worst conditions for, uh, for mold uh -huh. to develop. Now, this material, you see, it's like glass. You want, nothing can penetrate this. You still need to maintain it, but it's not going to incubate mold. But that's one of the reasons I really wanted to put one of these systems together. Now, this system, which is our regular 12 stage, you still have to, um, you're still going to need a tank because it produces about 100 gallons of water a day, but the flow is very slow, yeah. as many of you know. I was using this uh, with an adapter to the sink countertop instead of under counter. And this is my faucet. Um, and I was using it manually without a tank because I don't normally like those tanks. People still insist on it because it's convenient. I would collect my water once every two, three days in two gallon jugs. By the way, to bring water back to life, you do need more than just a little cup. You need at least two and a half gallon, two gallon mead volume. Um, so uh, I would collect my water, it's, it's an entire ceremony, and put it in a dark place, mm. add my fulvic minerals to it, and then drink them a few days later. It's a lot of work. Uh, so a lot, many choose to get the tank because of the convenience. So, so but about the same time, I start working on another system to where I can put six cartridges, but bigger cartridges in a similar box, but a little bit bigger box, which we now introduced uh, this year or latter part of last year. So it's, it's just a few inches bigger and wider and taller. This is the uh, face of the 550 12 stage, whereas this is the regular. The 550 12 stage was a huge undertaking because we had to make over 20 molds to make the system come together. Wow. Uh, it's an engineering uh, masterpiece, I believe. Um, but what it allows us to do is to produce up to 550 gallons a day instead of 100 gallons a day, which is why we call it the 550, which means you don't need to have a tank. So now you have water all the time that is not touching your because mm -hmm. in, in those tanks there's a rubber ball. I don't want my water sitting in a rubber ball. <laughs> there's uh, yeah, inside the metal, there's usually uh, some sort of a protective resin that's used. Again, I don't want my purified water sitting in these systems. So uh, as a purist, I've always thought the idea of a tank. So now I have a solution, which we call the 550. And again, uh, the same material is similar to this. It will not incubate mold. And that's always a problem, especially when it's under your counter with all the humidity. Yeah. So, um, so with, without a tank and this kind of a system, RO under the sink, you can always have as much water as you need to drink and cook with, because it just produces that. Oh yeah. I mean, I even we even have we can even put a tea and it goes into your refrigerator. Oh right. Uh, so you can oh, have refrigerated cool. water, oh. drinking water, uh, and you'll have a faucet coming right next to your uh, sink. Usually, we'll use the soap opening uh, huh. to. Uh, to, we can use this same faucet and adapt it to right to where you'll have water on demand, literally. It's going to be a little slower than city water, but nothing like your typical RO water. And then it's what do you do What do you do with the wastewater reduction. with the RO? You just throw that. You could save that too and water your garden with it, can't you, or not? No, no, no. no. I know a lot of people say that because 
now you have concentrated uh, water with all Pollutants. the yeah. toxicity of city water. Yeah. Now, if you had uh, well water, well, you in a well water, you wouldn't need RO anyway. Yeah. Or rainwaters. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I, you can clean with it. That's about it. Because <laughs> it's going to be a nice low pH water. But I wouldn't give it to my plants. If anything, a whole house filter I've installed for many gardens, uh, you will get much better quality plants with less diseases when you get rid of these chemicals oh, sure. and contaminants from the water. That's the real issue yeah. with this whole uh, idea of using, I don't want to get too off subject here, but since you're a water geek to ask you, this idea of using these huge RO systems by the ocean to supply water to cities, right? Um, what do you do with all about desalination? desalination. What do you do with all that stuff they take out? I mean, where do you put it? Well, there, there they, they can uh, introduce it back to the ocean water because we're we're not dealing with chlorine and fluoride. So you, you so you have a lot of salt. Oh, so the ocean so I, I is. Think you have the same problem. It's, it's not a problem. They just put it back in the ocean. Yeah, hmm. I'm sure they do. I'm not an expert in that. I work with large RO systems. A lot of uh, CBD growers have to have big RO systems because they found very quickly uh, that any uh, contamination caused diseases in their plants oh, in the and their yields and quality. Went wow. Down. So you mean in the cannabis, cannabis for CBD? In the cannabis for CBD? Yes, yeah. Ah, interesting. We used uh, 10,000 gallon, 20,000 gallon a day systems where here you have a 550, you have a semi-commercial system uh, with what I'm uh, providing you now. So in case the, there is any major uh, water bottle shortages, or even worse, if there's city water shortage, then I, I have an, a, an adapter that we're introducing, and it will be available in about two months. But the adapter cannot work with this system because the, the flow is very slow with this. With our 550, uh, we have a pump, a manual pump that we're adapting that will connect directly to the 550, which is technically portable because there's no tank. With very a quick disconnect, you can now walk away with your 550 filter, connect the adapter to it, and you can take it to any swimming pool, any creek in your community. Within a few pumps, you should be able to get half a gallon of water. Oh, that's pretty like fun. Half a gallon of water. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's a water shortage, you can bother that water for anything now in your community. You can save lives in your community because you'll be the only one with pure purified water, whereas everyone else doesn't even have city water at that point. Yeah. So uh, it's just a good gadget to have. Hopefully, you'll never use it. Uh, but if you want to go to a, to a, uh, a, to a hike and you have creeks that you want to drink out of, you can literally take the system with you and purify the water on the location and drink clean water instead of a water from the creek. I can remember so, when uh, this whole RO thing started coming out. Remember years ago with Holda Clark and all that? Remember years ago? And she was she was the first yes, one to yes. really start to talk about the mold in these RO systems. That's remember, right. she's yeah. the only one that she I've was. ever seen yeah. anything about mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, her, her her legacy continues in South in San Diego. A very special yeah. man has taken over the company, and they're they're good people. Yeah, good she people. was. Yeah, she's really on. really some. So uh, before we move Did you on, interview her. Oh yeah, she's. I think we her? interviewed her twice. I you think did. she's on our oh, website. Yeah, you can find the audio. That's amazing. Yeah, she's. That's she, amazing. She was a great lady. Yeah, it's still on our website. Just you can use our search function and find it. We're going to take a few emails and do a station break. But before we do that, I want to get. I don't quite understand on the big RO system without a tank, as most of them have that you don't like. You're just making the water as you're using it, right? And so that's, it comes out a little slower. Is that correct? Do I understand well, the, that? The big, sorry, I didn't understand the question. The okay. big RO systems are very similar to our 550. They don't require a tank. So the they water, though, is just being made as you're using it, right? Fast. Yeah, that's the question. Correct. The water is just being made as you're using it. Okay, they're taking out the bad stuff, Correct. giving you the good stuff. 
but they have enough char- cartridges there so it goes fast enough to, to make it uh, reasonably. Well, what happens with the big systems, the 10,000 gallon, 20,000 gallon, they actually have big tanks Sure. because they require those tanks to be able to water their entire production. Yeah. So they do have big tanks, but uh, very often if you have the budget, you see, I, couldn't, I cannot find stainless steel small tanks. Yeah. Uh, the stainless steel that's used is not surgical steel. They call it that, but <laughs> a real surgical steel tank, if it was if it was real surgical steel, it'll cost you probably a good eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, most people sure. don't want to buy that. But you can buy a ten thousand gallon tank that's surgical steel. Okay, uh, and these com- there are many companies who do. Those systems are fine. The surgical steel is non-porous; it doesn't leach. It's beautiful systems, but very very expensive. So a lot of these big farms that have the budget, they will buy big tanks, even though it's a ten thousand gallon you want to be able to store that 10,000 gallons. Wow. So if you were doing a, a rainwater system, well, let me do, I do a little station break and I'll be right back. Stay right there. What, what, what a fun guest. I mean, he really knows his stuff, doesn't he? Rafi is his name. And uh, Decilian, Decilian, Omica, Omica Organics. And you can click on any of the Omica Organic links. Uh, I think we have two or so. And we have some of our, his products that we're going to talk about, the shampoos in our store. And you can get this shower filter that we're going to talk about next, which is really cool. And uh, oh, microorganics. And then we're going to give you a number here. I am 800-613-6311. 800-613-6311. And you can call and ask some questions. But if you click on through our website, click around, you're going to find a lot of all amazing products that he has. He has thousands of products, but uh, we're just going to kind of concentrate on the water filters and a few other things this morning, but uh, you can call them and ask questions as well. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. If you're maybe watching this video on uh, Rafi's microorganic site, because I think you'll probably want to put this on there. Um, my name is Patrick Timpone. I do a talk show, and it's on OneRadioNetwork.com. We're on every morning at 10 o'clock. We have 15 years of audio um, podcast on our website. Use our search function, for example. If you want to hear the Hulda Clark interview we did 10 years ago, search function, just pull in Hulda Clark, and she'll pop right up. And then we have all our videos on BitChute. Not all of them. We got censored from YouTube about, I don't know, a year ago. So we had to restock everything. We lost a lot of them, but um, whatever. So on BitChute is where our videos are. And we're on every day except Thursdays at 10 o'clock Central on OneRadioNetwork.com. And the way we, we support ourselves is we promote people like Rafi and uh, Sir Thrival, Shen Blossom, and um, the hydrogen machine that people love, uh, the Blue Shield where you can uh, EMF protection devices, which are really cool out of Australia, uh, great products. Uh, the air filter, uh, the sulfur, these kind of things. This is how we make our living, is we promote things, the bio-age, and, um, and we get a commission while we sell them, and that's how we do it. So we're, we've been able to get away with not charging for anything and just leave it wide open. You don't have to join the club or anything. You just, just rock and roll. It's OneRadioNetwork.com, so we appreciate your support, and uh, thanks for coming by this morning. We're just going to stick with Rafi, Rafi's products and uh, not do any other commercials because that's what I want to do. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Mr. Rafi, I'm just so impressed and so proud of you that you care enough all these little geeky things like pieces of rubber and, and the kind of carbon and the surgical steel. And I just like, whoa. I mean, was, was this kind of uh, um, being so peculiar about your health, has this been for you a long time in your life? So picky? I don't know. Where's a better word? Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I grew up in a restaurant. My family had a restaurant and had a great childhood. And uh, we were one of the first 
organic uh, produce because there was no organic produce in the 80s wow. uh, being delivered. So we had to find uh, farmers that would grow for us. And it was funny because we would get insects and things in there. <laughs> so very often we would upset customers because you couldn't wash some of these things off of them. Because yeah. in those days, again, I was buying direct from the farmer and you get what you get. So I did a lot of crazy things. Uh, I would buy salt that was special salt. And <laughs> yeah, even then, and it, there was a lot of interest. Uh, it was in uh, Redondo Beach, California. And what year was this? What year was this? What year? Uh, we came to America in 72. So from 72 all the way wow. to 1999, wow. um, I was in, I managed my family restaurant after a certain age. And it was all but, organic? Uh, we were right on the ocean. It was all organic? It was mainly organic. I, I got uh, almost everything organic or direct from, we would get uh, eggs from farmers direct. There's a lot of infrastructure because, again, we didn't have the delivery system that restaurants have today with organic. Sure. Wow. And, of course, there was no organic standard in those years either. So organic standards came much later. I guess I'm aging myself now. But well, you, yeah. you, were, uh, you were doing organics before it was cool in 72. I mean, that was before Whole Foods, right? Whole Foods was like 79 or 80. Uh, 